These days, your calendar is supercharged and you find yourself having to pencil in when you need to breathe. As we're always moving and grooving between our offices, homes, studio, and out, we could all take some moments to spend time and hear from our faves and pop culture on what they're up to and how they keep it together as well. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith, a celeb fashion stylist, co-founder and creative style director of Athleisure Mag, co-executive producer and host of a number of shows in our multimedia podcast network, Athleisure Studio. When you plug into Punglo SK, you'll get to hang out with those that, regardless of their background, are juggling their busy lives and have words of empowerment to keep us motivated throughout our day. On today's episode of Bungalow SK, we talk about the importance of gut health and the journey that Stefan Weitz took in his personal health in order to create recently launched Jetson, probiotic pills that are distributed seasonally via subscription. We talk about his days at Microsoft, being involved in the creation of being, and how gut health is linked to so many things that take place in your body. Obviously, before you started Jetson, um, you were with Microsoft and you were one of the creators of Bing. Can you tell us about like your background and what eventually led you to, you know, going from there to the wellness space? (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. Well, I was a computer nerd. I still am. Uh, You know, the the classic 98 pound weakling, uh, eight years old. My father bought me an Apple IIe computer back in the day and I learned how to code and and learn how to do all that kind of thing and and went uh, off to college and was convinced that because back then, especially computer nerds were not, you know, the sex symbols they are today. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I said, look, I, I want to go <laughs> instead go be an attorney. I was really passionate about going into the JAG Corps and being an attorney. And junior year of, of college wow. said, said uh, I just, that wasn't my thing anymore. And I realized my passion was technology. Still always was technology. I had to embrace my inner geek again and get back into it. So after graduating from university, um, went to the place I never thought I'd go, which was Microsoft, and and spent uh, 18 years there building all sorts of things, parts of Windows and Office. And, uh, and then eventually I was going to leave. And before I was going to leave, they said, look, before you go, like, here's one more thing we'd like you to go try. I'm like, what's that? They said, mm-hmm. Google the search engine. And I said, but there's already Google. Wow. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> like, what do we need another search engine for? And in fact, it was funny. We when when we were doing research uh, on whether or not the world actually wanted a new search engine, uh, people we, we did a bunch of research, and, and people actually reported back to us the the level of consciousness they had when it came to choosing a search engine. In other words, how much they consciously mm-hmm. think about going to Google or Yahoo or back then AOL or Ask. And that level of consciousness ranked between tapping their leg when bored in a meeting and deciding to brush their teeth at night. In other words, they just didn't even mm-hmm. think about it. <laughs> so, Oh, my so, gosh. Um, yeah, crazy, right? So did that, launched yeah. it, managed, managed to grow it to about a third of the U.S. search market, uh, which was great. And, and then um, and then kind of at that point said, I've been there a long time and it was an unbelievable, it is an unbelievable company. Uh, and you can really do whatever you want there, which was spectacular. And that kind of prepped me well for whatever else I wanted to go do. Uh, so after that, I went to work. Wow. For a private, yeah. Private equity firm back company called um, Radial, which was the second largest e-commerce company behind Amazon in the US that no one's ever heard of. This is all white label stuff behind the scenes. And then we sold mm-hmm. that a couple of years ago uh, and then thought, now what do we do? 
And when I stepped back, you know, I looked at my life and I said, boy, I've spent my entire life really building cool products that people have used, learning how to build products people have loved. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just kind of, I'm building products to make money, which is fine. And that's a noble pursuit and lots of folks do it. There's no problem with that. Uh, but for me, as a person who was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, gosh, almost 14 years ago now, uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and recognizing kind of the fact that I was, I was blessed with the resources and, and the time, frankly, to go really get super healthy despite that disease, which, you know, as you probably know, it can be really debilitating depending yeah. on which, which direction it takes. I said, wouldn't it be great if I could actually build a company that both made money and, and made good in the world? And mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's really kind of where I, I got on this path to looking at building Jetson, uh, which was this path of how I can kind of give back without sounding too altruistic here, because frankly, I'm still a capitalist. Right. <laughs> but 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 exactly. I believe. Uh, but I believe capital. I believe some of the best social movements in the world come from for-profit companies because, at the end of the day, for-profit companies generate profit, and you can use that to reinvest in companies and and, and build other programs and everything else. So I really love this notion of building companies that do good and do well uh, for for both. And that's that's how we got going. That was the idea. Well, it seems like. Well, I, I love hearing about your back journey. I mean, I was a Microsoft um, ambassador for a number nice. of years. So, nice. you know, yeah. So we actually uh, utilize a lot of the software and the products to to do what we do. And I think it's interesting that you being diagnosed with MS um, led you to this journey. Can you tell us, yeah. like, how how was that when obviously you were diagnosed and given, you know, various forms of treatments? And then there was almost like a moment that because you started working with Dr. Mark Hyman that you, mm-hmm. I guess, found other things that worked much better for you. I did. Yeah. So my first, I, I was actually in Hawaii when it all happened. I was sitting there. I put my legs on the floor one morning, getting out of bed and my right leg was numb. So mm. I, um, I could take a fork and literally stick it in my leg and I wouldn't feel anything. And my, oh my first God. thought, of course, yeah, my first thought though was, this is awesome. I'm a superhero. I can't feel pain. Like, this is, <laughs> it's actually, I mean, and I'm not kidding. My first thought was, this is so cool. I can now fight crime and not feel pain. Um, that quickly right. went away as I, as, I, as I recognized what was likely going on. Exactly. Um, so I flew back to the U.S. and and called my buddies at Mass General back at Harvard, and, and they recommended a bunch of things. And I went and found a, went and found the kind of top neurologist in on the West Coast, uh, and quickly confirmed within really a couple of days that indeed it was MS. Which, if if, if you're not mm. tracking that that speed that I was felt something and was diagnosed is between 10 and a thousand times faster than some people get diagnosed. There's an epidemic across the U.S. of people going in, especially in in rural areas or areas without a lot of MS concentration, um, where people just Mm -hmm. are misdiagnosed for years. And the problem with MS is it's not, you don't really recover. If, if, if the damage happens, then you're, uh, you're damaged. And so the earlier we can catch it and the earlier we wow. can start treatment, the better. So I was, again, because of where I live and who I knew and everything else, it was unlucky. It was unfair. It was lucky for me, unfair for the world that I got to do that. Anyway, right. I got treatment, very Western treatment, heavy courses of drugs, uh, to, to kind of get me to stop the disease in its tracks Again, thankfully, that actually worked. The challenge was right. all these drugs have terrible side effects. So for the first mm-hmm. call it seven years of, of the disease, I felt like I had the flu every single day. Uh, and 
And mm. it was pain and fatigue and depression. You kind of name it. It was all those things rolled into one. And as a guy who had to run global teams across four continents and had to be on stages and be on planes every other day. And, you know, that was that was tough. And so, uh, of course, I was popping painkillers left and right just to make sure I could maintain getting up on stage and giving a keynote or, you know, energizing a, a dev team, whatever it had to be. But after seven years of popping pills, um, it, it just becomes pretty old. And my, I, I knew my liver and kidneys were not going to be happy with this long term. Uh, nor did I just want to think that this is my life. So that's when I found Dr. Hyman. Uh, and again, just it, we were both speaking at a conference. We had a nice lunch afterwards. I told him about my disease. He's like, I can fix that for you. And I'm like, well, that was really nice of you to say. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so uh, as, as a guy who really didn't take many new patients, I was, again, super fortunate and, and lucky to be able to see him. And he, yeah, I, spent, went, I flew out to Lenox, Massachusetts, to his office back there where he was, where he was practicing at the time and spent a couple of days back there and, and went through a few hundred tests and uh, lots of conversations with nutritionists and, and with, with Mark himself. Uh, and he put me on a very aggressive diet, you know, no gluten, no dairy, cut out caffeine, mm. cut out any kind of sugars. Uh, he tried to say cut out alcohol. That didn't work. Uh, I, right. I tried it and thought at some, I have to have some vice. Otherwise, I'm just right. a monk. Right. So exactly. Uh, martinis are still my vice. But Cut those things out. And here's what, and then he also said, look, we're going to get you on a regimen of healing your gut because this is, I mean, he was so far ahead of his time, but looking at the, the role of the gut microbiota, the kind of mm -hmm. the role of the gut biome in so many diseases was right. really just coming into its prime cotton 06, 07, I think. And, and mm -hmm. Mark was there long before that, you know, long before. Wow. That. So amazing. So he, again, super lucky, super fortunate on my part. So I, I got that, looked at what we could do for my gut. He recommended a particular probiotic strain and again, different types of foods to create the environment for healthy gut biome. And here's what's crazy. I mean, you can, you can point to all this functional medicine and say, is it really going to work? Here's what I can tell you. Three weeks after I began that that regimen, the pain was all gone. I haven't taken a painkiller since, except for like a hangover. But, but well, I, haven't right. a <laughs> I haven't taken a painkiller since. Um, and my disease has what completely is, stopped progressing. Well, what is the link between the gut health and MS, whether it just be for you or just in general? Because when I read that, I was like, and I agree with you, the gut actually has so many different things that are involved in it for a lot of stuff. But what's right. the connection with MS? They don't actually know. Um, wow. They can, they can tell you. No, there's no. And that's the thing. This is still so early. The whole gut brain axis. I mean, that's a well understood system, bodily system, right? All mm -hmm. the different pieces of that's well understood. But the actual uh, how the gut is called dysbiosis, right? Where you kind of get out of sync with your gut. Yeah. All the things that it can cause are, are not well understood. But we're looking now at um, we're looking at things like diabetes, uh, mental health concerns, of course, things like IBS and, and, and digestive yeah. problems. But the number of studies that are now popping out there um, to, that, that, that demonstrate the effect of an imbalanced gut on diseases that traditionally no one ever would have thought would have been related to, to your stomach and your right. intestinal system are unbelievable. So for MS particular, uh, here they're looking at the, the speculation from Dartmouth especially is there's a couple of professors back there who are doing a bunch of work in that space, um, that the gut microbiome is really potentially the kind of premier environmental risk factor, which mediates the inflammatory 
central nervous system demyelination. That's a lot of phrases. Basically, mm-hmm. they believe that there is some, whether it's the lipopolysaccharides, which are uh, these things that sit in the gut and, and are completely benign in the gut, but if they get outside of your gut, they can cause inflammation. They can generate cytokines, which are these really highly inflammatory little bad guys that run around and, and yeah. uh, manifest in your lymph nodes, everything else. So they don't actually know. Um, the reality wow. is strengthening the, the mucus lining of the guts, making sure it's a very solid, strong place, not leaky at all. Um, they know that has effects. But again, I started looking once I once this happened to me and, and the number of studies that were published, call it in the mid 90s on the role of, mm-hmm. of probiotics and gut health and overall health were, were on the order of call it two per month. Like I think you saw 27 studies published in 94 or something like that. Wow. This year we'll see almost 3000. So Whoa. you're seeing, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> astounding amount of research and research dollars and grants that are going to people looking at this phenomenon of how a healthy gut can contribute to diseases or modifying or eliminating diseases, which traditionally have been handled by a, frankly, uh, creams or, or pills or things that just kind of mask the symptoms, but don't solve the mm-hmm. overall problem. Eczema is a great example. I mean, eczema is something yeah. which, you know, the, people have topical creams, they have pills. Eczema is one of those things where you're seeing a, a fairly clear link between gut uh, microbiota uh, and microbiome and, and, um, uh, and a solution. And now you're looking at, again, you're looking at things like depression. You're looking at things like diabetes. You're looking at mm-hmm. things. All, so it, it's to me, that was the aha. And, and when yeah. I looked around at what was in the marketplace, you know, most probiotics were focused on, um, you know, going to the bathroom, which yeah, great thing, right? You need to evacuate. Right. The that is actually critical, right? It's very important to get, exactly. get the things out of your system. So that's a exactly. very, very high quality, good outcome. And I spent just hundreds of hours reading all the NIH publications and the PubMed data to figure out what else could probiotics be good for. Now, in many cases, these studies don't have large sample sizes. You're talking like, you know, 40 mm-hmm. person sample sizes or they're, or they're mm-hmm. hybrid studies. So they look at a bunch of studies and they kind of synthesize the results from a bunch of them. And so, you know, you can't always, you can't, you actually, you can't legally nor to do it ethically. What I say, this strain will fix Parkinson's. Right. That's can't say it. Shouldn't say it. No one should. If, if someone does say it to you, you shouldn't believe them. Right. It's just not exactly you can't make that claim. That being said, the science is so far ahead of the regulation. It's so far ahead of the FDA. It's so far ahead, frankly, of most manufacturers that if you're already taking a probiotic, if you're already taking one for just so you can poop better, frankly, mm-hmm. uh, there is literally, from what we can see, no downside to taking one that has these other strains, which could have dramatic benefits on other parts of your health. And that's kind of my right. approach here. It's like, if you're going to take it anyway... Take one that has the ability to impact more than just your bowels. And that's why wow. I got so excited about Jetson. I know. That was pretty, I mean, pretty fired up. That's amazing. So obviously your journey and, and this whole situation brought you to Jetson. Can you tell our mm-hmm. listeners what Jetson is? Although we've obviously touched a little bit on that. So, so Jetson is the world's first seasonal probiotic. Mm. And that's, it's important for a few reasons. Uh, it's important because... If you look at our ancestors and you look at how 
uh, we ate back in back in the, the old days, much older days than call it, you know, 1900s, even before that. You know, we ate seasonally. We ate what was in season. And diver- the, the research is pointing to the gut requiring diversity to function properly. Like diversity is a great thing everywhere. And diversity mm-hmm. is an important thing in your gut. And, and yeah. so we, I got very excited about this, this idea of making a probiotic, which would change with the season. So literally I would look at, okay, what does the gut need in summer? And what is the, what, what's the whole overall human need in summer? What do we need in fall? What do we need in winter? What do we need in spring? And so I started thinking about, it. well, summertime, you want energy. A lot of folks want to lose some, some weight, some body mass, that kind of thing. Fall, they, the, the, the days get shorter. People get a little more bummed out. <laughs> Holidays yep. start ramping up. So <laughs> there's kind of the mood you know, aspect to it. Winter, of course, people get sick all the time. So how do you boost your immune system? Uh, and then spring, of course, you start seeing things like getting out, getting back outside again, getting your energy. Energy, uh, avoiding allergies if you need to. And so I began to look at all the things that our bodies need in each of these seasons. And then I began to, again, look at all the science that had been done over the past 10 mm-hmm. years, pointing to where probiotics could claim some kind of effect on each of those conditions. Now, to be very clear again, to the FDA, FTC, we can't claim these things, right? And I've never, mm-hmm. again, I, if anyone says this is going to cure you, they're lying, or they, they at least are being disingenuous because we don't know. That exactly. being said, the science is pretty good and it's pretty mm. exciting to see um, what some of these new strains that, that, that we found are doing to help people. And so I said, what if we could create a company which literally every three months refreshes this entire product line, which, you know, wow. for those out, listeners out there who started a, started a company or have to work in supply chain or think about manufacturing, it's the uh-huh. dumbest idea in the entire world to be clear. Well, I wasn't thinking that, but I was like, that's quite challenging. <laughs> I was thinking the word challenging in my head because I have a background Good. in wholesale and different things like that. I was like, okay. <laughs> exactly. Like, how is this ever going to work? It's like fast fashion right. for, for pharmaceuticals. It's just not something you generally put to these two things together. Exactly. But I was uh, I was passionate about that because, A, again, the gut needs diversity to function well. B, the humans, you know, you, you don't wear shorts in the winter unless you're in Seattle, in which case we're just weird here. We do that. But generally, you, 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 you do things appropriate to the season and see, frankly, there are so many probiotics out there. Mm-hmm. So 465 at last count, I think, of, of probiotics out there. You need something to break through the noise, right? You need something that yeah. differentiates you. So it, it was mostly based on science and function. And I'm like, well, there's a benefit that we can actually have a claim out there, which is differentiated from the other 400 things you see on the Whole Foods or CBS or online mm-hmm. shelves. So, so wow. that's, um, yeah, that was, that was the reason. That's, that's the first big differentiator that Jetson has is that, again, we're seasonal. Second thing is we're extraordinarily fresh. It's because, mm. um, Time kills microbes, right? These are living bacteria. They're living little guys and gals. And heat, the time, moisture, all these things destroy uh, the, the active live cultures in these products. And we've, I, I, was, I was seeing you could lose as many as 15% per month of the active live products in these pills if they're sitting there. So real problematic. So I said, what if we could, because we're making these things per season, we're not going to obviously make a year at a time. We're going to make them seasonally. So 
Mm-hmm. We make them in small batches, which again is completely insane <laughs> from a cost mm-hmm. perspective and a logistics perspective. But I'll throw the word challenging again. Challenging, thank you. <laughs> yes, I, I'm glad you're much more positive. I, I think I've been living this too long. I, I, I wake up in cold sweats. This morning I was dropping my daughter off at the bus stop for school and I was in the car coming home and I started calling in a panic a couple of people like, guys, can we have a this, 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 this? And I said, yes, mm-hmm. stop, stop thinking about this stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we're, it's fresh and that's kind of the key thing. So because we make them so so seasonally, you know, we, we are, are our batch for summer, for example, which is kind of coming out June 4th, that will mm-hmm. get made at, let's see, what is today? That'll be, that'll be made by Thursday. So we're talking 10 oh days. God. Yeah, exactly. You're talking 10, 10 day again, challenging, uh, challenging and ambitious. <laughs> and ambitious. We'll throw a second one in. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking 10 days, basically from, from leaving the factory floor to being in the mail to people, um, at their homes, which is, yeah, again, nothing like this has ever attempted. And there's probably reasons why I've done it before as I'm realizing as I do it, mm-hmm. but that's what we're going to do. So, what, what what's it going to mean? Well, it means people are going to get these products that are never old. They're they're going to be fresh mm-hmm. and, and alive. Uh, they're going to be seasonal, which means they're going to have effects that hopefully will take care of some challenges people have at different times of the year. Um, and the third thing that that we're doing, Jetson, is we're making it simpler. You know, if mm-hmm. you if you look again at uh, if you look again at the at the retail space for probiotics, and if you go to a, a Walgreens or you go to an Amazon or whatever, and you just yeah. search for probiotics, you'll get back two hundred results. Yeah, and that's a lot. What do you choose? And I'm a huge fan of Barry Schwartz out of Swarthmore, who wrote a seminal book that I read years ago as I was doing products product work uh, at Microsoft, which is called The Paradox of Choice. And and I'm sure you probably have read it too. And, and you know, basically, mm-hmm. the, the theory is if you're presented with too many options, generally humans take none of them. They just walk exactly. away. Exactly. It's overwhelming. So that was a problem with this. I mean, the only reason I got better is because Dr. Hyman said, hey, Stefan, here are the, literally, I still have my first results from him. Like, here are the 10 things you're going to go do. I said, great. Yeah. I will do them. Yeah. I will buy this. I will do that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's no choices, right? I didn't, I didn't get to make a choice. Yeah. So same with this, I wanted to simplify this to where I made it very easy for people to simply go and just get the thing they need for them, for them, period. Yeah. And so making it simpler, making it easy to get. Um, and, and that was kind of the, the, the third thing. And also along with that, making it accessible. I mean, yeah. The reality is this is not a sexy topic. People don't want to talk about gut health. It even sounds gross to say. Um, <laughs> and and the traditional marketing and advertising for things that were like this were, were frankly pretty weak, you know, and didn't mm-hmm. speak to everyday Americans. Now, people on the coasts like myself or or all my friends who are a lot who are on the coast, we have, you know, as 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 we all know, access to a lot of these cool products. You know, all exactly. these new brands are out there and they're targeting us. They have these beautiful Instagram feeds and great looking models doing awesome things on beaches and at sunset. I'm like, that's awesome. And in no way realistic for most population, <laughs> right. including myself, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, so how do we create a brand that uh, is irreverent and funny? Hopefully I'm somewhat funny, uh, authentic and honest and just doesn't have any bullshits and tries to cut through mm-hmm. all, uh, all the noise out there. And so that was, along with being 
you know, seasonal and fresh, uh, really, really trying to create um, something which is people can get behind because we're not making you feel bad for not doing it. I, I want to be the coach to help folks get healthier. And this probiotic and getting your gut in shape, frankly, is one of the hardest things to do. Uh, and we wanted to start there first. That's 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 where that's where Jesson kind of came from. Well, I mean, I I love that. And, you know, being at Athleisure Mag and, and we do right. talk about gut health quite a bit um, and being in right. New York, we also have a lot of uh, mm-hmm. access to different things. I like right. this concept of seasonality, much like, you know, in the food world, how people are like, look, certain vegetables and fruits should not be yeah. eaten during certain times because they That's just right. don't exist like that. So I, <laughs> I love that. It's just so I'm thinking from a user experience standpoint. So when people are coming to the website, they're not taking quizzes to basically match them to their personality. You know what I mean? Like, what's that user experience like when they're coming? It's it's probably embarrassingly simple, frankly. Um, No, and I love that because, I mean, honestly, if I have to, I'm not going to say the the other brand and and I do like that brand. But the fact that I have to sit there and have like 10 or 15 things that I'm saying in order to get these items selected for me. And although the personalization of it is great, the idea of just getting the stuff I need is amazing. But in addition, if you're only doing it seasonally, is someone able like outside of that season or toward the end of the season, like they can specifically get X or is it literally like this is what's available right now? And then the next cycle would be the next thing. It's the latter. It, it's literally going to be for summer. It's a product called Fit, and we'll make it for wow. summer and then we're not making it anymore. Now, I, I say that wow. right now in our, in our view. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, who knows what, what, where we end up? Um I, I'm passionate about the seasonality. I think it's actually critically important to have a diverse gut that follows the seasons. That's, I think, extraordinary. And I agree. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing we can't make other products that are maybe a great baseline probiotic or a great athlete mm-hmm. probiotic or a great kids probiotic. There's all yeah. sorts of things. And, and the benefit of making these things seasonally and making them in small batches is that mm-hmm. literally as science progresses, as I see a new NIH study, as I see a new PubMed article, I talk to Dr. Hyman, as I talk to other advisors out there and they say, have you seen this strain? The benefit is I can literally put it in the next run. So, you know, unlike a big co uh, probiotic company or a yogurt company or whatnot, I guarantee you, you know, uh, a certain yogurt that shall not be named doesn't, Uh isn't able to have the flexibility to simply introduce a brand new strain whenever they feel like it. Exactly. Can't happen. Wow. My mind is literally blown (laughs) (laughs) thinking about this. Well, just, okay. So when the package arrives for the fit one, for example, that's June 4th, um, Mm -hmm. how many, I guess, doses, maybe that's the right way to say it. How many doses are in there that people can take? And I guess it has the shelf life to last that season. Absolutely. It was a month at a time. So we send you 30. It's a 30 pill pack. That's all it is. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're trying to, again, because we're trying to get this, we're trying to get this as close to manufacturing as possible. Right. So uh, ideally we're, we're doing runs every month and we're Mm -hmm. just that now practically supply chain wise, can we necessarily guarantee that? No, because it's, I can get into the, I can get into the math behind it, but it gets extraordinarily hard to predict exactly how many you need. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. A million orders. So that's the problem. Right. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I said challenging and ambitious, mm-hmm. but I, I love the concept behind it. I love the, you're getting exactly what you need. I love the seasonality aspect to it. Um, why did you, why did you come up with a name for it? 
Like where, where was <laughs> the Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, if, if you've ever had to go do a naming of a product, uh, uh-huh. you probably you, you know the challenge that can be. So we had we had so many names. We had an agency work with us on this, and you know we had I don't know two dozen kind of final qualifiers. Um, mm-hmm. And then you start knocking those out against trademark and already yep. owned trademarks and then like products, even though it's not actually a probiotic, could it be confused as one, whatever. Yep. So, so uh, this one, uh, this was like one of the final three that, that uh, made it through the, the gauntlet. Uh, and I always love this one actually, because it mm-hmm. reminded me of the future, reminded me, it sounded, it, it reminded me of the future and also reminded me of America and kind of everyday Americans, mm. you know? Uh, and so it was, it was one of those things where it was kind of forward looking, but also, um, a bit of a heritage word, if you will. Yep. And so it felt, it just felt, it felt like me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm a no, science third, honestly, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I mean, honestly, when I heard the name and just hearing you speak, I mean, you have so much energy and, you know, with the tech background and all these things, I'm like, yep, Jetson. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> we, we had some cool ones, too. Uh, uh-huh. and, this one to me, I really, it spoke to me. So I was, I was really excited about, uh, about the name. And I just think the way, when you see the brand execution, when you see the ads we're putting out there, we've shot a couple of TV spots, not for TV, mm. per se, but online. Uh, and, and look, I guarantee you've never seen any supplement or, or pharma, anything that looks or talks like, like us. Uh, it is, it, and hopefully it works because <laughs> it's a bit of a risk. I mean, it sounds, uh, yeah, I I just it is so in my opinion mind-boggling, but I can see where it is exactly spot on um because there are so many things that are in the marketplace and you you just don't know. Um and to have something I kind of like the concept because initially I thought, "Oh, okay, maybe this is probiotics for, you know, people who have varying kinds of conditions." But I love that you were like, "Well, you know what? If you're taking this over here, these are also beneficial too. So why not just have that in your routine? And that's right. it's kind of like when you do fitness. Like if you're always working out and doing right. stuff, it's still going to be better than not doing it. Right, right. Well, and, and if to your point, if you're if you're already working out, like maybe you add something mm-hmm. to your workout. So if I've already gone like this morning, I went to the gym and I, I do intermittent fasting, and so I don't usually get to eat uh, close to my workout. Mm-hmm. Which, because I missed the protein bump and everything else. But today, because yeah. my schedule, I actually had to eat this morning. And so, um, but my, I'm not sure I had that topic come up. My, my point was, if you're already, if you're already working, if you're already working, because I'm still, I'm still ready, which is why I bring it up. Um, right. But if, um, if, if, if you're already doing something, adding you know, a little bit more or tweaking one thing, like, you know, wearing maybe five toed shoes versus runners, right? You're already, mm-hmm. you're already running. So could, could you yeah. kind of light back your way to a better outcome by making one small mod? It's kind of like Jetson. If you're already taking a probiotic, take a better one. <laughs> that yeah. has, that, that has yeah. you know, the opportunity to, to, to help potentially help with other things that that science is now discovering, which to me is just, it's just, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. I mean, there's just, there is so much research happening. And if you even think of things like the fact that, you know, vaginal births versus C-section births, they're yep. totally in a different tangent, right? But they've mm-hmm. tripled since 1990. Since 1990, they've tripled C-sections have. Yep. And, yep. My sister know, had sure, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I did, I did too. And, um, mm-hmm. and the, they're obviously in many cases required uh, because of maybe some breach or whatever else is happening. In some cases, they're mm-hmm. they're preferred because you want to schedule, you have a busy schedule, whatever. It doesn't I'm not there's yeah. no judgment at all in C section. The the 
The reality, however, is if the baby doesn't go through that birth canal, they're not mm-hmm. getting the mother's probiotic flora. And mm, that's a, yeah. this is, it's an absolutely stunning um, kind of correlation between uh, vaginal births and C-section births and looking at the microbiome of, of babies. They, they literally, that, that, that journey through the canal is mm-hmm. what imparts the baby with their initial healthy microbiome. And if you, if you do cesarean, um, there is real lack of that, of that kind of, um, that the, the germs getting the, the good bugs yeah. passed on. And so mm-hmm. and we're seeing now, um, in, in there's a correlation between uh, C-sections and not having, uh, a kind of a healthy microbiome, which then can lead to all the problems we just discussed. So there's just just so much science happening right now. And it's one of those things uh, that to me, every day you wake up and you're like, what else, what else can we go help? How else can we go help? You know, and and probiotics is the first thing, but honestly, Jetson will be a, a health company for everyday Americans. Again, like my journey was very, costly and, and time consuming and mm-hmm. sometimes it's painful. And I've tried literally everything you can think of to maintain my, my health. Um, and what I want to do is just take all that work that I've done and boil it down to where somebody in Minnesota can pick it up and go do it. Cause at the end of the day, you know, this very well. I mean, yeah, there, there are five things that kind of matter, right? It's getting mm-hmm. enough sleep. It's eat some damn greens. It's yeah. <laughs> get, up, get up your butt and get outside and go for a walk. Uh, it is it's it's it's, it's make sure that um, make sure that your your gut isn't is in great shape. Like these are the things that actually if if you do those things, like you're you're going to be eighty you percent know, healthier. If you just focus yeah. on a few things. And so, like, how can we take? How can we take those, the, the things that we know will get you healthier uh, and and make it easy to do? You know, so drink enough water. It's, it's like water's practically free. Yeah, and exactly. And most Americans don't drink enough of it. And no, folks, Pepsi isn't water. doesn't count. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gator isn't water. These aren't, these aren't waters. It's like water, greens, exercise, sleep, and your gut health. Like those are the five things you can do that, that really, that will drive better outcomes for you. And of those five things, when I looked at founding a company, the gut health one was the most complex of all, of all five to get right. The rest of them are frankly pretty oh, simple yeah. free, right? Um, yeah, Absolutely. So that's wow. The launch really is. Jetson's going to be a health company for everyday Americans. We're going to make health simpler. We're going to make it funny. We're going to make it fun. We're going to make it accessible. Uh, and we'll, we'll start the whole thing off by offering you a probiotic pill, which is fresh, seasonal, and uh, and affordable uh, for uh, everyone to take. That's kind of the first, the first, the first thing out of the gate. <laughs> Well, I, I love that. And I'm also thinking that clearly, um, because I know you do a lot of TEDx talks and you're, you're probably someone who travels quite extensively. We love knowing what are three things that you always have in your carry on bag? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> always. Well, I mean, I'm a tech nerd. Or generally. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Generally. So, uh a tech nerd means I have every adapter you can imagine. So that's one thing I always have with me. Every power, USB, you name it, I've got it. So that's kind of boring, but I've got it. Right? <laughs> I, I literally, I go, I was in Vietnam 48 hours last weekend. And like, I, even then I had like exactly all my same kit. That's, and then wow. I have, um, I have a meal kit that I take with me. My, my better half, she's a, she's a vegan and she's, she's my kind of social good offset. She founded a school in Chicago a decade ago. That's, that's teaching kids about health, nutrition, and entrepreneurship, and actually making a massive difference in the South Side there. And she, wow. for years, 
she would always create a meal kit for the airplane. I'm like, honey, come on, they serve food, which I, I wouldn't mm. eat, but like, it's such a pain to create these meal kits. But now I, she's converted me. So what do I take yeah. with me on, on every my carry-on bag? I've got pistachios. I've got almonds. I try to take blueberries with me as well. I take some dark mm-hmm. chocolate. Uh, I take a grass-fed beef stick. That's I'm not mm. eating the cheese. Uh, right. And uh, I take some dry cherries. And those are kind of that's my meal kit I have for kind of my, my fast breaking um, uh, on planes or even on traveling period. Those things are all so critical for brain health. Great omega-3 fats. Uh, yeah. great, um, great, great high quality fat. So that's so electronic gadgets. I'd say my, all my, all my adapters, my meal kit. And the third thing, boy, I probably my, I guess my Kindle, it's kind of a lame answer, but no, but I'm that's voracious, what you use. <laughs> I, I do. I'm a, I'm a voracious reader. I have, I have all my systems set up where when new, new research pops out, it gets sent to the cloud. It then gets transcribed and sent down to my Kindle. So literally in the mornings I can wake hmm. up. And I can see the latest research on MS or the latest research yeah. on, on gut health or uh, it's linking to, to, to an inflammation. I get it all in front of me. So I feel like in the morning I wake up, I can look at my Kindle on a plane and I can see the world of, of what I care about. <laughs> well, my final question for you. So you're based in Seattle, right? Uh, Seattle and Chicago. Yeah, I split time between both cities. Oh, Seattle. Oh, fantastic. Then you can choose to either do both of these or just one. One, I love Seattle. Every time I would be out there for Microsoft, I mean, the food scene and everything is just amazing out there. So we love to know where can we find you grabbing a meal, working out and then go shopping? Well, let's see. I'll I'll do Chicago since I love that. There's a great place called Roti, R-O-T-I, which is a quick, Mm -hmm. that's, that's like a very quick serve place, Mediterranean food. Everything is sourced beautifully. Uh, I know the founder. I know his philosophy. Uh, you just can't go wrong with, with roti or Hanna's pretzels, both of which are spectacular, quick, on the go, extraordinarily healthy, well, well, um, treat your workers well, treat the environment well, love those places. So nice. those are two go-tos. Uh, working out, you said? Is that what the, the mm-hmm. next one? Work it out. Uh, well, in Seattle, I belong to a place called the Olympic Health Club, which is not too far mm. from my house. Um, yep, I, I know that have place. My, yeah. Wow. And Ballard, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, I thought it was this morning. I have a, also my basement, which sounds kind of creepy, but no, I have some gear in the basement. And then on the road, kind of anywhere that has uh, gear. I, I will say I was at a really, really nice mountain retreat uh, about a month ago with my better half because she, she wanted to go to the mm-hmm. city. I was so excited to go. It's like a yoga center as well. I was so happy. And uh, I get to the workout room and there's like free weights up to 20 pounds and a bench. I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. So, but, I'm, right. I'm but generally hotel gyms, you find me in and then when mm-hmm. I shop, boy, yes. I am not the shopper. Uh, I am, I am, uh, definitely if I do buy things, it'll be on thrive market. Lots of comes from there. Vitacost, lots of comes from there. Amazon, mm-hmm. frankly, is most of shopping these days. joining us on today's episode of Bungalow SK. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Premium. Bungalow SK is a member of the Multimedia Podcast Network Athleisure Studio, part of Athleisure Media and Athleisure Mad. You can see our show notes at athleisurestudio.com backslash bungalow hyphen SK and follow us on Instagram at bungalow.sk to find out who we're talking with as well as what our guests are up to. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith, and I'll see you next time at Bungalow SK.